You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I mean, I like kids until I just absolutely hate them. Wait, it's so kind of like, what it is. Is it's, this like, your, like your big statement? I like them until I don't like them. Until anymore. I really don't like them. Yeah. I mean, that's what was happening last night. I'm like, oh, this is great. Oh, this is fun. You know, I, I like Halloween. I like having kids stop by. And then, then I wake up this morning and realize what those little bastards were doing. Were you like all like happy? Like, oh, I'm making their night. I'm spreading joy. Yeah, and I think it's a fun time. It's children. great. You know, I don't get it. It doesn't oh. happen very often in my neighborhood. And then these little bastards are down at the end of my driveway doing what they were doing. You. Disrespecting me. I'll explain it. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network. And then available via podcast all over the internet. Wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. Um, we have... A big announcement to make here. Mm-hmm. And I think we might get to it right off the top of the show here in just a second. I do want to say this. Thank you to everyone who goes to FunEmploymentRadio.com and clicks on the Amazon link. A wonderful way to support Fun Employment Radio and do your fine shopping. Also, if you listen to our show via iTunes, um, please go there and rate us if you get a chance to. Or even if you don't listen via iTunes, that's a wonderful way to, to do it. Because as uh, Sarah mentioned here before the show started, we... We are uh, trending, apparently, mm, in, yeah. in iTunes. My friend who doesn't really listen to a lot of podcasts, she's like, I was looking at podcasts, and then yours was up there. It was like the popular one. I'm like, oh, she, and she doesn't really understand them, but I'm like, that's actually really awesome. Yeah, it's I'm cool. Glad, so yeah. we were trending nationally mm. in podcasts. Well, that's a big thank you to everybody who subscribes to us on iTunes. Even if you don't listen there, just hit, hit that subscription button on there and give us a rating because um, that always helps. You know, a five-star uh, rating on there or just like leaving a comment, a uh, positive comment, actually goes a long ways it because does. iTunes will take that. And the more they get, the more they share our show with other people who have never heard us before. So it's it's really a good way for us to help spread the show. And we appreciate it. If you can take the time to go do that, just go to iTunes, the, the podcast store, and uh, leave us a review. That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Give us a rating. Um, so those are wonderful ways, but we do have uh, another thing that we've got to talk about here. Well, maybe we'll save that for, for a few minutes. We'll, we'll get to it. We've got a big announcement we're going to make uh, about something coming up. Um, but I'll get back to what I was talking about at the beginning of the show. And it has to do with, of course, yesterday being Halloween. It was Halloween. Uh, is, is it All Hallows' Eve? Is that what it is? All Hallows' Eve. Or is that the Eve uh, of Halloween? No, All Hallows' Eve is Halloween. Ooh. Wait, but does that make today Hollow's Day? Because today's Day of the Dead. So what's Hollow's Day if that was Hollow? I think it's just the ho- the evening of Hollow's. The evening. Well, I'm confused now. Yes, well, yesterday was Halloween. Ourselves. Yes, Halloween. <clears throat> and, you know, for those of you who don't know, I have my house in Southeast Portland. And I don't get a lot of trick-or-treaters at my house, but I love Halloween. Like, I always used to love Halloween when I was a kid, even though I grew up out in the country, so we couldn't walk places. Uh, my mom drove us to all the all the farmhouses mm-hmm. around where we were. Literally, we'd go get, to farmhouses. And you get Mrs. Beaver's popcorn balls. Yeah, Mrs. Beaver made her popcorn balls, and you know, you go to different places. The dairy usually was all right. The dairy didn't give you that greatest stuff, though. They'd have just like some basic candy. Like, they give you some a whole cheese? Dairy. No, you don't get cheese. Oh, that would be awesome. I would love to trick-or-treat for cheese. No, the dairy people that were near me, the one anyway in particular that we would go to, they weren't the nicest can we people. Can we start a holiday for adults where we can go from house to house and people have to have different kinds of cheeses to give to us? Um, I don't know if I want to accept stranger cheese. I would eat stranger cheese. Because it's not going to be wrapped. They're going to be like getting blocks of cheese and cutting it up. Mm. So you're just getting a little chunk of random right, cheese from true. people. I mean, I don't know if I'd, I'd eat stranger cheese. 
Well, I mean, if you go to a restaurant and get like a cheese platter, that's stranger cheese too. Yeah, but that's a restaurant. They're certified. It's not going to somebody's house and them just having a chunk of cheese they hand you, like from a complete stranger at, a, at their residence. That seems weird. I don't know if I'd accept it. You would? You would take stranger cheese? Probably. Yeah, you probably would. I probably you? would. I'm, I, I can't lie. Yeah, you yeah. totally would. I they would just had take some. They just had a bucket full of little chunks of cheese. Oh, you'd reach like in there like and fish curds? around and like squeaky cheese curds. Yeah, you'd reach in there and fish around and and grab yourself some cheese out of that. You would be that person. That no, actually, sense. I don't know. Now that you said like fishing around in there, I'm fishing around in a bucket of stranger no. cheese, just pulling out little tidbits. Um, no, they, they didn't give us cheese, but we would have to drive around. So. Uh, you know, Halloween was always fun, and I don't mind it when when kids, uh, you know, come to my house for for Halloween. I think it's kind of fun sometimes. Not a ton of them because I don't get a ton, but I think it's cool. You know, kids show up in their costumes, and I don't know. I like handing out candy to the kids. I know it's that that's sounds good. weird when I say it. No, but, it doesn't sound but, weird. But I mean, yeah, I'm I think completely it's opposite. Where whenever I've had like a front door and it's Halloween, like I will hide. So mm-hmm. that they can't tell that I'm here. <laughs> no, I was excited because I like I had to be at home working anyway. So I'm sitting there working on my computer. So I I opened up the blinds real hard and turned on all the lights so people wouldn't know they could come up. And I went and bought a couple of things of candy, although I made the goddamn mistake of buying some kind of Snickers peanut butter thing. And I ate like five of them when nobody You're not was supposed there. To, why are you admitting I know. This? I know well, why I'm admitting it. Why? Because are... I feel fucking horrible about it. I bought it. That is so I weird. Knew... Like usually I have to ask you about these things and you're just like blurting out your shame. Okay, it wasn't five of them, but I ate no, some of them. I know it wasn't five. It was probably like 15. No, I didn't eat I, 15 of you them. You would only admit to about a third of what you actually ate. Well, look, I went to buy a candy and I, they had, it was on sale. You know, you wait till the last minute, everything's half off. That's the secret I've discovered. So I only spent like seven fifty, but I got like $15 worth of candy. And so I try to get stuff that I know I'm not going to really eat. Which I got like double bubble, which I liked that when I was a kid. I don't know, whatever. It's gum. And then um You had double bubble? Yeah, double you bubble. You are an old man. Who buys did you give out Werther's originals with your double bubble? Double bubble it was all over the store. I don't know. I don't know what the hell kids eat. Because nobody wants double bubble because it tastes like chalk. It tastes good for about a minute and a half, and so? then all of a sudden I it liked just tastes it. like you're eating like Play-Doh. I liked Double Bubble when I was a kid. I, I liked all the gums. I thought that was good stuff. Well, anyway, fine. Kids don't have to have it. Uh, either way, that's what it was. And like some Butterfingers and then some, and I don't, I'm not really that into Butterfingers, so I knew I wouldn't eat those. And then, uh, and then some, uh, and, and some Snickers things. It was like a s- creamy peanut butter Snickers thing, something. I don't know what it was, but it was amazing. Anyway, I had the bucket there. I'm working. You know, I turned on, I turned on all the lights so the kids would come up, you know, I could dish out some candy. I didn't get very many. I got um, probably about four stop buys, five maybe. You got, a, you got four, though? Yeah. Yeah, I got at least four, maybe five. And one was this same woman brought by two different groups of kids. I didn't understand what was going on there. I felt bad for one little girl. I mean, not too bad because, you know, I had my roommate's dog there, Finnegan, who's a tiny little... Oh, Finnegan's such a beautiful idiot. He is. He is. He's a he is beautiful idiot. He's just the cutest, dumbest thing you will ever meet. He's always happy. He's he is just so happy. happy to see you. And he's so, just happy in life, and he's just, uh, he's just yeah. this tubby little happy thing that just runs around. Well, and I, I forgot to put him in another room when people were there, 
So I opened the door and and he squeezed by me. You know, he's like, "Oh, there's people here. Hi, how are you doing?" And he walked up to this th- this girl had to be like three, and her mom was right there too. So there, there was no issue. But this, the look on this three year old girl's face when she saw Finnegan coming, because to her, it's, he's like the size of a horse. You know, I mean, he's <laughs> tiny, and it's just these. <laughs> just that she stared at him like, <gasps> and then she reached out to try to pet him, and I'm like, "Ah, I'll just pick him up. We'll we'll be done with that." <laughs> Did she uh, pet him? Uh, no, I, by then, then she was distracted by candy. She was three. So it was just, mm. I was like, oh, rather than put the dog back into her face again, I'll just hold on to the dog. Uh, so, so yeah, anyway, gave out a bunch of candy and it was, it was fine. And then came towards the end of the night when there were these two boys that showed up. And it's another case of this happened to me a couple of years ago when I had a kid with a mustache show up try to and try to <laughs> trick or treat. He didn't even now, have a costume like, on. Was it like yours? Like your weird owl mustache? No, it was like a kid with a peach fuzz mustache. And he was way taller than I was, which I know isn't saying much. And and they're like, trick or treat, man. I'm like, yeah. No. <laughs> and uh, and I did not trick or treat him. I did not give them well, I probably did give them candy, but I was really mad about it. Anyway, these two kids that showed up. They were in costumes, but I was like, they look a little old, look a little old to be trick-or-treating. And I think it's these two. So uh, they they reached in. They took like a giant handful of candy. I didn't care because it was like the end of the night. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. Take it. And so they took a whole bunch of it, and they left and went on their way. And after that, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm turning off all the lights. I'm, I'm going to bed. And th- this morning, I got up. You know, it's fine. Good night. Whatever. And all the, you know, I had all that happen. And here's what happened this morning when I walked out to the end of my walkway to my vehicle to go to work. And I looked on the ground and there were double bubble wrappers and sneakers wrappers all over the sidewalk in front of my house. Because those little snots went down there and they ate all their candy and they threw their wrappers on the ground in front of my house. After I had given them that, that I purchased with my money, they threw their wrappers all over the sidewalk in front of my house. I was... Pissed off. You were livid. I was livid this morning. Livid. 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 And I. If there, if we could have seen it, we would have probably seen steam coming out of your ears. I, right? There would have been steam it coming out been, of my ears. Would have been like a locomotion. I said a couple of bad words. Oh man. Um, I, <laughs> I called them little assholes. Even though there was nobody there. There was nobody there. It was just you talking to rappers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. Again, in front of your house that you own looking like not the crazy person. No, the construction workers across the street probably, you know, they they got to see me have my rant. Uh, uh, Our friend David in the chat is asking an honest question. Yes. uh, Greg, are you sure that those double bubble wrappers didn't fall out of your truck or those Snickers wrappers? Be honest, Greg, with yourself and with everybody else. I didn't buy them at the store and then instantly open them in my car as soon as I left the store. I wasn't that bad. No, I I knew the problem, so I got home, and then I opened it up, and then, yeah, no, they did not come from me. I didn't even have a double bubble. No, those kids went to the end of my they they went to the end of my walkway, and then just jumped their wrappers right there. They just scarfed down the free candy they just got. Okay, on my way. Screw this guy. Let's just throw wrappers right here. Who does that? Who throws wrappers like that? I didn't. I'll tell you that. Not when I was a kid. We wouldn't have been allowed to do something like that. You don't disrespect somebody. No, you don't your disrespect your neighborhood. You around, like you can't. It wasn't you not disrespecting your neighborhood. It was that you would have been caught immediately. Well, sure, but your mom was driving you around. Sure, but I would. I learned later not to do it. I mean, I learned not to, not to litter. Littering has never been part of something that I do. Oh, man, these bastards. 
these little kids, they sit there and they threw their candy all over after I did that. After I after I went and bought them double bubble and Snickers and their their butterfingers and whatever else they were into, that's what they did. Oh yeah, the it's being put out in the chat. A lot of people had to have their candy inspected before they were able to eat it when they were younger. And I totally remember my mom had to go through and look at all the candy. Yeah. Before, just make sure there weren't any like razor blades or anything. Because I grew up, you know, sometimes in the big city, Greg. Yeah, no, you grew up city style. No, not city, city style kids. all the time. But yeah, when we would, when I lived in Seattle and we were trick or treating there. Uh, how big? How much bigger of a city does it have to be? No, I didn't live in Seattle for very long. You know, I bounced around a lot of places. So like when we were in a big city such as Seattle, yeah, I wasn't able to eat any of my candy until my parents went through it. I made sure it wasn't full of needles. Uh huh. Needles and razor. I wasn't blades. afraid of razor blades. I always thought the thing in my mind was needles. Yeah, I always thought that someone because you could like put a, like slide a needle into a candy into bar. Like a, I guess maybe yeah, a small needle. Yeah, and you could like put it lengthwise, and then you wouldn't be able to tell that anyone had put a needle in there. So I would like break up all of my candy bars because <laughs> you thought there would be needles in there. Because I thought there would be needles in there. Man, it was the nineties, man. We everyone thought that. No, I know. I mean, thought that everyone was trying to yeah put drugs and razor blades and things. The nineties. So what? You were fourteen when you were doing this. No, it was like let's 11. not pretend. Let's not. Okay. All right. I was born in 80. I know, but... No, I remember. That was when I lived. I lived in Seattle in 90 and 91, and that's when I was um, trick-or-treating. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Keelan in the chat, they were saying the same shit in the 80s. They always say that. And then, you know, that you would get uh, acid. They were giving out tablets of acid for candy. I remember we had a warning about that at school, like not to accept strange things from people like... Yeah, it's a whole acid warning we had. But anyway, um, the only thing I remember with the razor blades... Was and I have I still to this day have no idea if this is true or not. I'm assuming it's not, but I always believed it as a kid. Was there was one uh, water slide park in Salem, and it was like a converted strip mall where they actually had water slides. And I remember we would drive by it, and I always wanted to go there. And when I got older, it was closed down. But the rumor we were always heard as kids was that somebody had gone through and placed razor blades in between like the little. The, the tubes. So some kid went down and was sliced up by razor blades as he went down it. And that's why it got shut down. We just believe that as 100% fact. Like, that's what happened. That's why <laughs> the water slide park got shut down in, in Salem is because somebody stuck razor blades in it and some kid went down it and it sliced them all up. And so well, that, it was just in ribbons at the bottom. Yeah, just sliced all up. Just I mean, little... he lived. But yeah, oh, he, was he also, did. He lived. That's in the, really good in the story know. I heard. Uh-huh. And that he was... It was sliced all up, and then that's why that's why it was. Oh shut my down. gosh! All right, our friend Courtney in the chat says, "Greg, I heard that rumor too." See, okay, so Courtney must have grown up around around uh, Salem then, if she heard that too. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's just what I heard as a kid, and so that made it real to me. You know, that people could put razor blades and things. That's we all believed it. Every one of us believed there it. Been some, I challenge like. Like, if anybody that I grew up with says they didn't believe that, they are lying their asses off because everybody believed that's what happened. I remember um, we would go to Wild Waves in Federal Way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you drive by there on I-5. That's like a big one. Yeah, it's a big yeah. one. But I mean, so, but whenever we'd go there, we'd have to get, you know, tickets months in advance. So, of course, the day that it would come to go to Wild Waves, it was always like 55 degrees and raining. But, like, we all, re- we all had our things. But yeah. I remember hearing. Gotta go anyway. Had, yeah, you had to go anyway, but when they got the speed slides, I remember someone saying that you should like you shouldn't go too fast on the speed slides because your bathing suit bottoms guy or girl could go and rip you in half. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. How did this like, work? If you were going too fast, so you're down going the down the water slide. slide. Yeah, the pressure from the water could like 
push your bathing suit bottoms up and like rip you in half. <laughs> Wait, so you're so you're going out feet first. The pressure of the water, even though it's going the same way you're going, would rip your bathing suit up through you <laughs> yeah. and tear you in half. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that scared me. So I never wanted to go on the speed slides. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want to be ripped in half. Oh, that's horrifying. Yeah, Isn't that horrifying because it's like you that makes no <laughs> sense in a million different ways. That makes no sense. But that's. <laughs> I didn't know I was a kid. My friends are like, we're not going to go on the speed slides. We don't want to be ripped in half. Uh. <laughs> there weren't any razor blades though. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, what's that show where people die with uh, the movie where they die in like terrible ways? Um, you oh, know. are you talking about Final Destination? Final Destination. Yeah, that sounds like a Final Destination thing. Right? <laughs> so it's like, but I don't see how a suit could rip a person in half. I just don't think it would happen. That would be something like, where there's like some like the suit was made with some sort of like wiring or something. <laughs> where like there was the some... wiring gets caught in. Yeah. Oh God! And then the person is flying at the end. Oh, God. That, I really that want that written into a, to some, somehow written into the next Final Destination movie. It's got to be. Um, all right. Well, there was, we all had our rumors. I don't even know where I was going with this. But anyway, the... Uh, the the razor blades. Razor blades. Yes. As even still, I don't know where how we get back to where we we're going. But anyway, <laughs> the damn kids threw their wrappers at the end of my driveway, and I didn't like it one one bit. It uh, it ticked me off. I'm just picturing a whole bunch of like guys in like rappers. <laughs> You're like, there are a bunch of rappers at the end of my driveway, and I didn't like it one bit. <laughs> yes, they were all dressed like rappers, and then they left rappers at the end of my oh, driveway. So meta, so meta. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry that those little shithead kids had to ruin your. They happy, did. Your happy. I just wanted to give candy to the kids. You just really don't strike me as the kind of person that would enjoy giving out candy. You know, I never thought I would. Um, but I, especially since it's like a, well, it helps that cause I used to get a ton of them. So then I'd be like, yeah, screw this. I'm just going to a bar. I don't want to be dealing with it where I live, but now there's not very many. So it's like every now and then, I don't know. It's kind of fun, you know, just like, yeah, oh, cool. You guys are still, still trick or treating. That's awesome. And I give up. What if they're casing the joint for their meth head parents? Well, then <laughs> that's. Well, good luck. There's not a whole lot there to steal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they probably saw it and like, oh, well, it's, it's that guy? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that guy. <laughs> not too the much to worry about here. That exposes himself in his front window yeah. and sings to the dog. <laughs> that special guy. Ezekiel <laughs> says, in 10 years, Greg's going to be the old person who gives out candy but opens his door and just chucks it at the kids. Yeah, that would, that would be fun. Just a crack. Yeah. I did that during Fourth of July. Now, when, when you answer parade. your door, do you do those things like, um, like they do in the movies, where everyone's like, "Okay, oh, what are you dressed as?" No, I don't do that much. What do you say to them? It's like, "Hey, all right, here you go. Here's some candy. Go." And then that's that's it. what you say. Here's some candy. Go. <laughs> no, I said cool. Oh my god, you can even make a trick or treating exchange socially awkward. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I didn't recognize any of their costumes. I don't know what the hell they were. Some girl was like a princess or something. I got that. But then the rest of them were some like, I, I don't know what they were. Some cartoon character or something that I don't know. There was some dude that just had a blue mask on. So, some kid. I, I don't I don't. It was like a full blue mask. Like no, not even any eye holes. I don't know what the hell he was. <laughs> I have no idea what That's that kid was. Terrifying. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Some kind of superhero thing or something that I don't understand or know. It's not even a superhero, I don't think. I think it must be some cartoon. Hmm. Some blue-headed creep. 
talking to a little curly-headed creep. <laughs> That's you. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yes, being reminded, I should have told them to dance yesterday, like we talked about on yesterday. I know, show. right? Mm. Dance for me, child. Entertain me. And that just sounds wrong, too. Yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs> dance for me, child. <laughs> Do a dance for your candy. Dance for me, child. Oh, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. No. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Ooh. What? You know another good Halloween costume... Crocodile Dundee. No. Yeah. Where is that coming from? I was just, well, because you're doing a terrible, terrible accent. I wasn't doing an accent. accent. I was just doing, I was talking. No. Um, And then I was thinking, oh, Crocodile Dundee. Oh, yeah. That'd be a a fun costume. I was actually talking. um, I have a snake. To our friend Brenda last night. And I was kind of thinking, because I know that you kind of have in mind. What you want to do for the group costume? Yeah, yeah, I have an idea for but a group I'm not costume. Really, but I'm not really so into the character that I would have to play. But I've thought of something else that I kind of want to do, and I was talking with our friend Brenda, and I think it would be a really fun idea. Should I say it now, the day after Halloween? <sighs> All right, I guess. I think it would be really fun to go as a group of '90s television talk show hosts. Yeah, I thought about that, but there's not that many, really. There are tons I mean, of them. Are you talking about Ricky Lake, Jenny Jones, Sally Jesse Raphael, Maury Povich? Yeah, Donahue. Uh, Phil Donahue. But I mean, they're really basic costumes, though. I don't think it would. I don't think it would work. Sally Jesse Raphael is the only one that really stands out. Uh, and you Ricky just want to do that because would. you have the red glasses. I have the red glasses. That's why. Okay, this is all a very no. But I think like Jenny Jones. That would be. But who's so going to know what Jenny? Jo- oh, that's Jenny Jones. Montel Williams. Yeah. Maybe Montel Williams could understand, although none of us are going to be Jerry playing Montel Springer? Williams. Uh, you would want to be Jerry Springer. Yeah, but it's. I I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that great of a. Geraldo, Oprah. Geraldo might be all right. Yeah, again, Oprah. Um, you I don't Geraldo know who's going to be able to play like some Oprah. Al Capone that, like you know, from like his famous, like famed failure with Al Capone's yeah. tomb. You could do something really funny with I, Geraldo. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. We'll put that in the maybe maybe pile. It's not that I don't think any of them are awesome. I just think as costumes, it's not that great. I'm just saying. I'm I just gotta putting think about it. it. I gotta think about it. Well, maybe I don't think that your costume idea is that great. Well, fine. Then fine. it needs work. Fine. Hello, my friends. I'm sorry. So I'm looking a little crazy. I have to say crazy again. Crazy. All right, Greg. First up, got a story about a Florida man. Yeah. A Florida man in police custody has gotten into further trouble. After he removed his glass eye and threw it at hospital personnel who were trying to help him. This is according to cops who rearrested the suspect on a felony charge. This uh, one-eyed gentleman's name is Edward Dorsey. <laughs> I feel like he should, Sir Edward Dorsey. 
54 years young, was first arrested Sunday morning uh, after getting into an argument with his wife at their Largo, Florida home. The Boca Vista! A uh, police report notes that drugs and alcohol appear to have played a role in the confrontation <laughs> following no. the misdemeanor. What? Mr. Edward Dorsey was transported to the Largo Medical Center for treatment. Well, while in the emergency room, Dorsey, quote, removed his glass eye and then, quote, threw his glass eye at the <laughs> ER doctor and the ER nurse, a Largo Police Department officer reported. Now, before flinging the fake eye, Mr. Dorsey was instructed by hospital personnel and a cop to not take out his glass eye at all during the procedure. <laughs> now, sir, don't take out your glass eye. Well, Mr. Dorsey ignored these pesky commands and declared, I can do whatever I feel like doing. <laughs> well, the, You ain't the boss of me. The airborne glass eyeball does not appear to have caused any injuries, though it is unclear whether or not the eye hit any of the hospital workers that he had thrown it at. The unemployed Mr. Dorsey has been charged with battery on an emergency medical care provider. He is locked up in county jail on a combined bond of $30,000. Wow. Mr. thirty Dorsey. grand for hucking a glass eye, huh? Well, jail records well, I mean, indicate that Mr. Dorsey has the words Dorsey Touch tattooed on his forearm and is missing his left eye. Dorsey Touch? What? He has the words Dorsey Touch. Watch out, I'm going to give you the Dorsey Touch. <laughs> Hey, I was giving her the Dorsey touch, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Ew. The words Dorsey touch tattooed on his forearm and is missing his left eye. Real winner there. Next up. Uh, well, first up, I have to give a quick update. Mm-hmm. The Portland pooper is still on the loose. Shit, really? We, he has never been caught. Oh, man. Never been caught. So even though there was, you know, an actual... Like, 100% clear photograph of the Portland pooper has still not been caught. However, it's not just us. I'd like to point out that pooping in public is not just limited to our little neck of the woods here. No, it has now begun happening in Canada. What? Toronto, Canada, to oh, be precise. Oh, no. It started with a single bag of plastic. Excuse me. Let me start again. It started with a single plastic bag of excrement. Landing in a North York condo building laneway about a year ago. But then, the bag started to add up. Wait, is it just a Sundays, dog? Some days, up to five little clumps of poo, human or animal that is unknown, would wind up on the ground near an adjacent building or on top of a porta potty at a construction site across the street. But the bags kept on appearing. Sometimes... The waste would be delicately wrapped in a paper towel or toilet paper in the laneway behind Gibson Square. Now, Victor Tran, a resident in the area, wants to know the Pooh Bandit, who has been harassing their neighborhood for the past year. Now, is it just people throwing their dogs crap in there? I mean, is somebody actually pooping in a bag and then throwing it? Sometimes the waste is delicately wrapped. Sometimes it's in little clumps. It can be on the street. It can be on top of a porta potty. Nobody knows where the Pooh Bandit will strike next in Toronto, Canada. Hmm. Victor Tran, in a heartfelt plea, posted photos of the bags of a feces. Heartfelt plea. <laughs> Is that heartfelt? Is that really? Heartfelt. Heartfelt plea posted, posted photos of the bags of feces on Reddit asking for people to help 
find more information. Please, please help on me. On who the Canadian poo bandit is. I beg of you. Now he just suspects that the culprit is flinging the disgusting poo bags from a balcony high up in the condo building. Oh, it's somebody hucking it off the top of the roof. That's what they oh. say because some of them land on the, some of them are on, yeah. Yep, that totally sounds it like it. Kind of does. because Who's some, up on that top floor? I, there are lots of people up there because it's a big condo building. Mm, somebody knows, though. Somebody's not talking. Uh, somebody's up there with a the little dog. Here's my guess, Vic- actually. Victor- Normally, I would think this would be a male thing. I think it's an old lady. Victor Tran, 32 years young, says there's a, there's a guy who says he witnessed an older Asian lady chucking a bag of poop off of her balcony, but nobody has any hard evidence against her. Greg, you might be correct. I, that sounds like an mm-hmm. old lady thing to do. I don't know why it just does. It just makes sense. Victor Tran. 99% of the time, public poopers are men, and they're not going to wrap it up in a bag. Wiping the tears from his eyes continues. It's just getting a lot worse now. It used to be once a month. Now there are multiple piles. Everyone's been <laughs> complaining. It's disgusting. Uh, Toronto police confirm workers from the construction company that is working on the, that are working on the condo filed a complaint, and they told investigators that various objects, including poop packages, have been tossed from unknown balconies in the area where they worked. The items included, but not limited to, glass bottles, fruit, bags of dogs ec- dog excrement. It's undetermined exactly where the items are being tossed from. Somebody's up there just throwing out their garbage, just like, whip, off the balcony. Yeah, so they need to find out. Who, so it says, an unrelated incident earlier this month. Whoa, okay, so Toronto is having a poop problem. Uh, a Toronto man, John Benzinger, 60 years young, was charged with 12 counts of mischief and 12 counts of offensive volatile substance after police were made aware of a number of disposable coffee cups that he had been filling with human feces and urine on parking <laughs> meters. <laughs> wait. Jesus, wait, Toronto, well, what's wrong with you? So we fill up a coffee can. Cups. Coffee cups? Yep. Cups or cans? You fill up a coffee cup with feces and... Uh, disposable coffee cups. With feces and urine, and then he would, where would he leave them? On parking meters. Oh, so he's mad about a parking ticket or something like that, and he's teaching those parking maids a lesson. Can parking you, attendants. To call them parking I know, maids? I realized as soon as I said that. <laughs> I realized as soon as I said that, that was probably wrong. Parking attendants, what it, I don't know. Oops. Parking maids is fine. No, it's. I'm sure it's not. All right, so there you have that. This is a sweet story, and I saw this earlier today. It made me quite happy. So, of course, yesterday was Halloween. We were talking earlier about the joys of trick-or-treating when you were a small child. Yes. Especially from getting candy you don't like, like, I don't know, double bubble from the weird guy on the corner. Double bubble's delicious. Well, a father... I've got lots of double bubble left. ...came up with a clever idea to allow his daughter to be able to go trick-or-treating... When they were stuck on a plane flying from Boston to San Francisco on Halloween night. So a woman who was a passenger on the plane by the name of Stephanie shared photos of a young girl. She walked down the aisles of a plane. So this is what the guy did. So uh, this woman who posted the picture said dad of the year just uh, passed out candy to everyone on the flight. So his three year old could trick or treat because she was so (laughs) upset that she wasn't able to do that since they were flying. That is So the father, who awesome. requested to remain anonymous, also included a note explaining the situation which eat with each piece of candy that he gave to all the passengers. Here's what the note said. It said, My three-year-old daughter, Molly, was really bummed that she wouldn't be able to go trick-or-treating this year due to this flight. So I decided to bring trick-or-treating to her. 
If you're willing, when my little donut comes down the aisle, please drop this in her basket. You'll be making her Halloween. If you're unwilling, no worries. Just pass the treat back to me. Thanks so much. So all these people, he gave all these different people all up and down the plane candy so that his little girl could trick or treat because she really wanted to. That is awesome. Which is the cutest thing. That is so nice. That is, that and is I love cool. stories like this, particularly that the fact the man wants to remain anonymous. Because it's like, it's yeah. not about me. It's about like making my kid happy. That's pretty and cool. That's so sweet. That is pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So there was the nice story. Now, this is the one where I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Craig. And I bet that little girl didn't take the wrappers and throw them on the ground after she got her candy, oh. or he would have told her not to and picked it up. That would have been pretty ungrateful of her. I wonder if there were other kids on the flight who were. Oh, oh other kids must have been pissed. Oh, like, Dad, why don't I get to trick or treat? Um. Oh, that, uh, that dad probably got so many death looks from other parents. Like, oh, oh, you asshole. Yeah. You're making us all look bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about the other side of it. I was thinking about that. Because, um, yeah, did he bring enough? Because like, you'd have to bring a lot of candy. I'd imagine he just gave it to the people on the ends of the aisle. And not like the whole row, because that'd be way too much. So he gave it to the people on it the ends of the aisle. they only gave a piece of candy. A piece of candy to each person, but he had a note with each one, too. So yeah. it's probably all bagged up. And to each person at the end of the aisle. He should have given two, so the person got one and the kid got one. This is how I'm going to correct what he did. Um, and then also, he should have brought extra... What about, yeah, all those other kids? Because it's surely that's not the only kid on the surely flight. Surely that's not the only kid, yeah. <laughs> those other parents feel like, shit. Oh, man. Why does she get to trick or treat? Why can't we trick or treat? Why are we tr- uh, oh my um, god! Um, that's true. But then again, it's not like I was gonna say he should bring more candy. But then it's not his responsibility to make sure. Yeah, but if he's have- making a show of it, he is kind of he's making a show. I get he's doing it for his daughter, which is awesome. But he is kind of making a show of it, making everybody else involved, or if they want to be. Uh, <laughs> and then he got all these other kids. Yeah, that's and- so- Never mind, that's not really the sweet stuff. Well, it is still sweet. <laughs> it's also kind of <laughs> awkward. All right. Now, I saw this, Greg, and I've, this is something that I've suspected and kind of known for years, but uh, I wanted to get your take on this. So this is a new study that has come out. Not quite a study, but new, an admission, if you will, that has come out. Or is now being revealed that the closed door button... Inside of elevators is a scam, and it, in fact, does not and has never worked. Yes, it does. The closed-door button inside of elevators does not work. Manufacturers are now revealing that elevator buttons, the closed-door buttons, make absolutely no difference whatsoever. That is not true. It does absolutely work. I use the elevator quite a bit during the week, and, yeah, it works. The closed door button's worse. The, the key, you just have to hold it down. The closed get on button on floor, door, the closed button no, door, that's, uh, the closed button, uh, closed door buttons in the elevator have been obsolete since the 1990s. No, you they can't, have not worked. No, you can't just tap it. That's not going to work. Tapping it doesn't work. You hold it down. The installed uh, door closing buttons are fake and do not close the doors faster. Experts say that they're, in fact, installed to make a placebo mechanism to promote the illusion of having any kind of control over your situation. No, it's not. I will sit there. So when I take the elevator, like a lot of times it, it opens for a long time and there's nobody else coming. So I'm like, well, screw this. Why am I waiting? So I hold down the close button and it will close and it'll go on its way. Most people don't have the patience to wait a few seconds. <clears throat> Greg. 
for the elevator doors to shut, so they push the close button to speed up the process, or so they think. However, this is a feature that has not been functional since the early 90s, suggesting the button is completely fake and it will not close the doors any faster. Experts have revealed that there are numerous buttons, not just in elevators, but all over the world, that do not do what they claim to do, but are present to make people feel like they're in control. No, no, it works. It does work. All right, so let me tell you why it doesn't. So the Americans with Disabilities Act was passed in 1990, mandating that elevators stay open long enough for someone with a physical disability, such as being on crutches or in a wheelchair, to make it inside, which made the closed door button a moot point. Because you can't just shut it no. on somebody. Now, although these buttons are useless to the average person, so again, the closed door button does not work, they do perform their proper functions for firefighters, uh, and maintenance workers, but only with a code or with those designated keys. No, it's that no. That you see with people who have the keys, that's the only way that you can make the closed door thing work. No, I will tell you this. They work. It's in downtown Portland, the building that I go to, and I'm there every day. And it works because I take the elevators all you the time. You sound like Donald Trump right now. <laughs> and I tell you, it's the best building it's that best, I work at downtown. It's the best building. It's the nicest you're not gonna, elevator. You're not going to find a nice, find believe a me, building. a lot of people have told me it's a very nice building. And the elevators work very well. Trust me. And the closed door button is the best button in the elevator. No, but what I'm saying, though, is it works there. I mean, because there's like a it bank. It does not work. It does work. No, because I do it all the time. That's a newer building that you work in, too. Yeah, I know. It's a newer. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure everything in there is new. It's remodeled. Yeah, it is remodeled. I don't think unless the elevator is like 40 years old. No, it there's works. There's no way that the closed button works. It works. And I'll tell you why. So Because there's nobody... Down like like if there's nobody coming in, I'll hit that button. I'll try to close it because there's a bank of six elevators, but you always get one person that will run up some ass that'll stick their hand in right as it's closing, and then close it and then punch like the floor like two floors below me and then bring all their friends in even though they could have just sat there for one more second and gotten their own elevator. Uh, so I so I'll I'll close it if there's nobody around. You're not closing it. It closes closing itself. It. It's no. not you doing anything. No. Yeah, well, it's not true. So uh, if an elevator's lifespan is around 25 years, uh, it is safe to say that a majority, if uh, like probably no elevators have a functioning close button, but the open button does work when it's pushed. <laughs> so it, Wait, it the open just... button doesn't work. Well, I've never used the open button. I don't have a need to. The close button. Close button works. Well, there are fake buttons, not only in elevators, but in other places as well. And they're there for good reason. So Ellen Langer, who is a psychology professor at Harvard who has studied the illusion of control, has studied this and says the reason why there are buttons that seem to do something even though they don't is because perceived control is very important for people. It diminishes stress and promotes well-being. So if you feel like you have any kind of control over a situation, then that makes you feel less stressed out. And like you feel like like this the lies that you're saying over there that you feel like you're hitting the closed door button and you're closing okay. the door. Okay, I am working for hours in a building with uh, elevators tonight, and I am going to be testing those out. I will test it out. I'll time it, and I'll tell you if these work or not. That doesn't even make any sense. They're just going to close at the same amount of time. No, that's well. That's that's how we'll know. I'll get in, and I'll immediately hit the button, and we'll see if it closes right away. I'll time it out. I'll do a study. I will do a study on it tonight. All right. I got a long time to do it tonight, so I'll, I'll do it. All right. I'll actually do it. Uh, I'm I'm working my cater waiter job tonight. Yeah. I, I just know that it doesn't work, so fine. I'll it do it, It does too. work. All right. Well, we'll touch base tomorrow about that. So it isn't only elevators, though. This is what I wanted to get to. They aren't the only deceitful devices. Crosswalk signals 
Do you know that most crosswalk signals don't work? What do you mean they don't work? They're just there for a placebo effect to make you feel as if you have, again, control of when you get to cross the street. That's not true either. The New York Times revealed in 2004 that uh, New York had pulled the plug on the majority of its pedestrian buttons long ago as a result of computer-controlled traffic signals. So uh, the city figures that out of the 3,250 crosswalk buttons... 2,500 of those were replaced with mechanical placebos or non-functioning mecha- uh, mechanisms. Well, that's New York. They're just messing with people on New- in New York. Uh, the reason that most, like uh, not just in New York, but uh, most places, why uh, the crosswalk buttons are still there is because it's too expensive to actually remove them than to just leave them there non-functioning. Like, to go through the whole construction process yeah. of removing them. That's why they just leave them there. They don't do anything. People continue to hit them like little monkeys. <laughs> like, we just keep hitting the button. I yeah. think... I think it... No, I think they do work. All right. Well, ABC conducted a bunch of surveys all around the country and concluded that in each of these cities, they found only one working crosswalk button. In Austin, Texas, Gainesville, Florida, Syracuse, New York, out of all the thousands upon thousands of pedestrian buttons that there were... Only one worked in each place. Okay, I I don't believe that either. Um, also in the chat, uh, Eddie just said, if you hold down the closed door button and the floor you want to go, it will skip other stops. <gasps> That'd be awesome. Oh yeah, if- Eddie works in a hotel, doesn't he? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to test that out tonight hotels. too. I'm going to make a list here of everything that I'm going to test out tonight. I got to do something. So I'm going to be gotta testing these things. The yeah, I got to do something to pass the time. Also... So, also, so it isn't uh, it isn't just pedestrian buttons either, and I've noticed that all around town too. Like most pedestrian buttons in Portland don't work. There are a couple that work, but for the most part, when I see people banging on them, like it's not doing anything. But there's also dummy thermostats everywhere. So this is where people, uh, like a lot of offices, a majority of offices, they say, have installed dummy thermostats so that people don't mess with the actual thermostats. Oh yeah, I assume the thermostat's just locked. I can mm. lock it at my house. Yeah. So there was a survey, um, a concentrated survey on. Businesses and yeah, fifty-one out of seventy-one people in the survey confirmed that their office, in fact, had one. Um, so the reason why they're dummy thermostats too is like the ones that people feel like they're controlling, but they're not. It makes people feel better that they have the ability to control the temperature in their office. So it cuts down the number of service calls by over seventy-five percent. So even though it's not actually doing anything for the person thinking that they're turning up the heat or turning down the heat, it makes them feel better about themselves and their environment. Okay, that I can see. That one I believe. That's the only believable one out of all of these. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that. I mean, I I do believe New York probably did right. cut off crosswalks and they just didn't fix them. That it's makes not sense just there; too. it's here too. No, no, no they can't. Remove no, they work it. here. Oh my god, I'm not even going to argue with this. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm going to test out all this elevator stuff I'm tonight. I'm so excited for any your other riveting theories, elevator tests. My elevator in the field tests that I'll be doing. I'll conduct it on two different elevators, and we'll see if it'll happen. Oh boy, Greg. So it's not just the we'll same We'll all be waiting with bated breath for your elevator update. Depending on how busy it is, I could go to three. Three different elevators. That's very exciting. Might be too busy for that, but I'll at least get, I'll at least get one. Thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it's being noted it. I should periscope, but they frown heavily upon that if I were to get <laughs> of, uh, periscoping on it. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be able to film at my work. Technically, I'm not supposed to be on my phone. I'll be on my phone. Mm-hmm. I'll, be, I'll be posting Technically, I'm not supposed to be on my phone, but I'm going to be watching the Cubs game. Yeah, I'll be doing that, too. Mm-hmm. All right. There you have it, my friends. It's a world of crazy. Crazy. Um, all right. We should, we should go to Ball Talk because we have a... Uh, we have an announcement we have to make. Oh, yeah, we do. 
Yes, we do. Alright, sorry, just give me a second. Yes, we do. All right, all right, all right. I, I, I knew you were going to do that. I knew you couldn't resist doing a Guns N' Roses kind of thing. I, I, oh. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. No, that's not. Oh, I like that. That just came naturally. <laughs> that's, that's not something you should admit to. All right. First up in ball talk. We got a couple of things we're going to do here. I got to get to a couple of stories here. First up, Mr. Ray Allen. Now, Sarah, do you know who Ray Allen is? Ray Allen. Didn't he cry a lot in the NBA or something? <laughs> no, you know that from this because him and uh, Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce broke up. They oh, they did. The That's Ray Allen. Ray Allen is not my friend anymore. Uh, we haven't spoken in years, actually. Sincerely, Paul Pierce, Boston, 2014. Anyway, uh, no, Ray Allen. NBA player, amazing NBA player. He was always actually a, a lot of fun to watch. One of the best shooters in NBA history. And uh, always wanted him to play for the Blazers. Never happened. So He has officially retired. Even though he hasn't played in really a year and a half, he's still one of those guys where a team, like a hired gun, they'd hire him at the end of the season to come in because you get to the playoffs, and he's just ice cold, and he'll sit there and like nail some three-pointers for you and win a game for you. He only has to play for like 10 minutes and he'll win a game for you, so it's worth the salary. Uh, But Ray Allen has officially retired. Um, He also played Jesus Shuttlesworth in the Spike Lee movie He Got Game. Oh. That's why you still see people reference Jesus Shuttlesworth. That was the name of his character in in He Got Game. Gotcha. So yeah, Ray Allen, awesome player. Uh, Moving on to ball talk. Somebody else who is retired. Wait. No way. Just a second here. I got to double check something. I have to double check. I'm sorry. I usually double check this way before. Uh, he's still playing. Who? I had no idea. Meta World Peace. Wait, he's still playing. He's still playing. I thought Meta World Peace was retired. Anyway, Ron Artest, who changed his name to Meta World Peace, NBA player, apparently is still playing. I swear he was retired. Anyway, he plays for the Lakers. Um, is in the news right now because of what happened to him in Oklahoma City. So I guess in Oklahoma City, when uh, NBA teams go there, there's a particular hotel that they stay at. And this hotel is rumored to be extremely haunted. Ooh. So there's a bunch of players who have complained about it. Um, they don't like it. They don't like staying there. Like a lot of them will even just go rent hotel rooms in other parts of the city uh, with their own you know, with their own hard-earned money to uh, to avoid staying at this hotel. It's called the Skirvin. The Skirvin? Yeah, the Skirvin Hilton Hotel. I'm looking it up. The Skirvin. Is it like scurvy, City. but with an N? Uh, no, with an I. S-K-I-R-V-I-N. Oklahoma City's Skirvin Hilton Hotel. And there's some kind of ghost problems. And also Kyrie Irving claims he got bed bugs there, so that's not a good thing either. So here's what Meta World Peace is saying, though. He has come out with a story in the OC register about what happened to him at this hotel. And here's what he said. The ghosts were all over me. I just accepted it. Talking about his stay. They touched me all over the place. I'm taking one of the ghosts to court for touching me in the wrong places. And he went on to insist, though, he was serious not about suing, 
but he was serious. The ghosts touched him in inappropriate places. He claims he was molested by ghosts while staying at this hotel. What the hell? Claims he was molested by ghosts while he was staying at the hotel. And, um, and he insists that he's serious about, us, about it. And they asked him why he didn't just stay somewhere else if he was indeed being molested by unseen ghosts. And he said, I was watching a good movie and I was tired. He was watching Money Monster and he didn't want to move. I was watching a good movie and I was tired. And he didn't want to move. Okay. But he does say, ghosts were grabbing him in the middle of the night. Wow, I'm looking at this and this is, yeah, this is totally a a thing that a bunch of NBA players talk about. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's for real. Um, Let me see... Okay, Vicky in the chat says he was on drugs. I don't even know if he does drugs. He's just naturally crazy. No, the legend holds that. So it's haunted by a housekeeper named Effie. A molesty housekeeper. And she became uh, pregnant or was ordered to stay uh, locked inside of a room on an upper floor even after she had a baby. At some point, the story goes, she went crazy, grabbed the baby, and jumped, killing herself on the child. Karan Butler... Saved at Skirvin many times uh, before he joined the Thunder this season. Everyone in the league knows about Effie. Hopefully she'll haunt. This is from a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. It says, hopefully she'll haunt teams that come to play against us. Wow. Weird. Well, that's the rumor anyway. Meta World Peace said he was molested multiple times by the ghost. but What would make him so special but didn't to care. Effie? Yeah. I don't know. He's a strange, strange man, Meta World Peace. He very much is. Uh, all right. There we go. So there's that story from the NBA. So uh, moving on to ball talk. I just want to say something about myself here really quick. I want to talk about this. So I've been participating in this NFL thing. It's it's kind of like a fantasy league, but it's called a, a suicide league. So the way it works is this. You put in five bucks with this group of people, and then each week of the NFL season, you pick one team to win. So you, you, you look at one game, and you pick one team to win from that game, and that's it. If your team you pick wins, you move on to the next week. If it loses, you're out. So it's a suicide league, meaning, meaning you could never be wrong. So you, And you also can never pick the same team twice. So it's not like you go through and say, okay, I picked the Patriots to win every single game. You, you can't do that. So you have to pick one team a week. You can never pick that team again. And you have to be right to move on. Well, it's on to week nine in this league. And we started off with 32 people. It's me and one other person that are left. What? Are, uh, is After it people that night. I know? Uh, you know some of the people. The person running it is Josh. Uh, Josh Love from Landmark, and he lost last night, so he's out. So, oh, I bet he's real happy about that. Yeah, because he's going to have to pay 160 bucks to whoever wins. And uh, wait, so it's just you and one other person? It's me and one other person. Who's I the other person? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He was all pissed off last night, so I didn't get the answer from him. Yeah, he's. Just I could of... just tell from his texts that he was mad. So I was like, "Hey, sorry about your loss. So who else is in it? Because I want to know if I won. Because last night a lot of people picked Minnesota to win, and I had already picked the Patriots this week, so I won." And I guess everybody else except for one other person picked Minnesota this week. So I don't know who the other one is. But this week, I have to win. Because if I win, it's 160 bucks or nothing. Oh, man. No pressure, Greg. I know. So I may need some... I mean, many about there's money on the line now. I don't joke around when there's money on the line. Um, so <laughs> if somebody has some advice for this week, I will, I will listen to it. Uh, moving on to ball talk. Though, just, uh, just for that... Send me your advice. Send me your advice on NFL picks. Oh, the ones I've picked so far? I'm just going to do this because in case there's one person out there who can help me. I cannot pick Houston, Arizona, Seattle, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Green Bay, or New England. All those teams are out for me because I've already picked them in previous weeks. So there we go. 
Uh, all right. Moving on to ball talk. A team I could pick, but I won't, is the Buffalo Bills. And over this last weekend, there was quite, quite, <laughs> quite a thing that happened at their game against the New England Patriots. Where uh, it was in Buffalo. And during the middle of the game, something was thrown from the stands onto the field on live television. Not a beer can. No, it was not a beer can. It was, in fact, a giant dildo with a smiling <laughs> penis head. With the words, Brady's dildo, written on it. <laughs> this was thrown onto the field during the game. And you can see the ref come over and look at it. He didn't want to pick it up. He, like, kicks it off. And somebody else had to deal with it. Now, there's been a big uh, hunt to find out who was the dildo thrower that threw this dildo onto the NFL onto the field during an NFL game. And so far, they have not been able to figure it out, although a picture did arise uh, afterward appearing to show the dildo beforehand, before it was thrown. So somebody had taken a picture before they committed this foul deed. Uh-oh. Where it did say Brady's dildo on it. So we're waiting to find out who it did it. I mean, some kind of a Buffalo Bills fan ended up doing this. Now, I got to say, uh, just a side note, if you're ever looking for something to fall down the, the train of, of just looking for something... <laughs> Something weird to uh, to watch if you're kind of bored and you're online. Go to Deadspin and type in Bill Spin, B-I-L-L, Spin, uh, in their search thing. Or just Deadspin.com slash Bill Spin. Because what it'll do is it'll pull up all of the Buffalo Bills stories that Deadspin follows. And Bills fans are fucking crazy. <laughs> it's mostly from, like, their tailgaters. Like, I'll just read some of the headlines. Um of these stories you can click on. Oh, yeah. Five-year-old Bills fan's birthday cake has a message for Tom Brady. It's a picture of a five-year-old with his Buffalo Bills birthday cake that just says, Happy birthday. Fuck Tom Brady. <laughs> on, this, on this kid's birthday cake. Uh, there's the dildo. Uh, Brady's dildo. You can see the picture there. Um, other things that were... That were <laughs> Bill, Bills fan drinks booze out of butt. And it is indeed from one of their tailgaters where a guy is drinking booze out of a woman's butt. Oh, my it's God. Not, it's safe for work because they're pouring it down, but it's disturbing nonetheless. Uh, Bills fans body slam Cardinals flag through table. This seems to be another big thing with Bills fans and their tailgaters is they love jumping through tables. So they, they set things up on tables and they jump through them. Uh, Bills fans duel with pepperoni sticks. Um, let's see... Bills fan sets himself on fire. Bills fan boots gets back to business. Um, the year in Bills fans, yeah, Bills fan, Bills fans stop traffic with their butts. These are all things that happen with Bills fans. Bills fans resort to sticking their hands in each other's pants. And there's a picture of Bills fans hump between cars. It's all things that Bills fans do at their at their games. It's a fascinating read if you fall fall down it for too long. Anyway, I'll just leave that at that. Uh, <laughs> One quick thing with the dildo thing. It did make an appearance at the World Series because in uh, on Sunday's game where the Cubs win in Game 5, this mm. was after the Bills thing, in the background of because uh, they were doing it live at Wrigley, and so they had you know, the fans all in the background, people have signs up. Somebody was captured on camera had a sign that said, who's throwing dildos? <laughs> a giant sign that made it on live television. So somebody in Chicago was following what happened in Buffalo and was on the case to get that up there. Oh, boy. But there, there we go. So with the World Series, it is tonight. And the World Series continues. It's in Cleveland. Right now, the series is at Cleveland three games to Chicago's two. Meaning, if Cleveland wins tonight, they win the World Series. 
If Chicago wins, we go to a Game 7, which is kind of what everybody wants. You all want a Game 7. I don't know. Cleveland, turns out, pretty damn good at baseball. It's going to be tough for the Cubs to win this. Uh, If they do win, there is a strip club called V-Live in Chicago that will offer free lap dances forever to Chicago Cubs uh, team members if they <laughs> if they win the World Series. Free lap dances forever. Another one offers a free lap dance to Steve Bartman if they win. And they said they would cover him, but it's a two-drink minimum. <laughs> Still has to buy two drinks. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens tonight. It's going to be, like so far, the World Series ratings are uh, really, really up. And if it tonight, it's going to be a really watched game. If it does make it to Game 7, I suspect it'll be probably the most watched World Series games in, in decades. I would guess if it goes till tomorrow night, because that that would be Cleveland and Chicago both on the line. Neither one's won in, you know, well Chicago since 1908. Yeah, Cleveland since 60 something. So we'll see what happens tonight. I know before the season I made the claim that the Cubs would win. I hope that that keeps happening. Either way, it's very entertaining. Mm-hmm. So that's happening tonight. Cubs versus Cleveland. While well, I'm at work and I don't get to watch it, uh, but very very cool. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we're talking about it tomorrow. Otherwise, I won't say a word of it. All right, there we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. All right. <laughs> um, let's make our announcement. Oh, okay, yeah. Because we have an announcement to make. Now, last year, during this this time of year, this fall, winterish time, mm-hmm. we had some events that we were doing at a place called the Landmark Saloon that seemed to be quite popular with folks here in Portland. And we are continuing that because the Fun Employment Radio Bingo Nights are back. They're back, baby. (laughs) We are going to be doing some bingo, and it's kicking off next Thursday, Thursday, November 10th. It is free to play, and we have two amazing sponsors that will be supporting us in this endeavor for our first bingo night. Yes, indeed. We have, number one, Small Town Brewery is back. You know, of course, we had their uh, uh, Not Your Father's Root Beer last year, Not Your Father's Ginger, or Not Your Grandmother's Ginger Ale, and now we've got Not Your Father's Vanilla Cream Ale. Which is amazing. It's so good. So they are going to be one of the sponsors, so we'll have specials from Small Town Brewing uh, for the the, uh, Vanilla Cream Ale. And then also, new sponsor this year to go along with it, we are going to be teaming them up with... Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Tullamore Dew! So we all, we'll have Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey and Not Your Father's Vanilla Cream Ale on uh, their co-sponsoring the event. So we're very excited about that. It's going to be really cool. So Bingo Nights, we'll get you more details here this week, and we'll have something posted up about it. And It is free to play, although we do suggest getting there on time because it does fill up pretty quick. Mm. It's a wonderful place to play. Landmark Saloon at 4847 Southeast Division, if you've never been there. We play it outdoors, but it's covered and heated, so it's kind of great. You get the boat, best of both worlds. So you do. weather doesn't matter. You're nice and toasty and warm, and yet you're still outdoors at the same time and and dry. It's really really cool. But there will be drink specials and uh, and you know there's food there. Yeah, and they have great be there food. Hanging out. So I mean, just go, get there early and get your seat because we're you know people sometimes are like, oh, I don't have a place to sit. So get there you know when you can or have somebody save a seat for you because it does get filled. Yeah, it's it's awesome. So yeah, definitely come down. We want to see everybody. So that is. This Thursday, November 10th, is going to be the first one of these, and we are very excited to see you down there. So big awesome. thank you to Small Town and to Tullamore for uh, sponsoring this one, and we'll, we'll let you know about the other ones as we go through. But yes, this but one, market, November 10th. Mark it. Mark it on your calendar. We want to see everybody down there in the evening. Awesome. All right. Well, um, and something special today is we do have a very happy birthday that we'd want to wish. Yes, we do. And I 
and Greg, I guess, but me. No, want to oh, wish our friend, <laughs> no, our friend Chris a very, very merry birthday. Chris, ha- you are wonderful. Happy birthday, Chris. Happy birthday, Chris. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. Hot damn right. Hot damn right. All right. Happy birthday, Chris. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I think that's probably about it for today. Is that what all she wrote? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, send us an email. Funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call. 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into Fun Employment Radio. You are all fantastic. We really, really do appreciate it. A lot. A lot, a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. A lot, a lot. Uh, and Chris, we'll totally get you a vanilla cream, not your father's root beer. Absolutely. Or not your father's vanilla cream next week for your birthday. November 10th. November 10th. Oh, God. That's two days after the election. Well, we're not worrying about that. So, I yeah, know. We're not worrying about that. Drink your sorrows or your happiness away November 10th at the Landmark Saloon. Or you're just... One way or another. Oh, God. One way or another. Okay, stop. I can't even handle that. Oh, it's too close. Make sure you vote. All right. Um, Voting is a privilege. Get out there. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, Again, though, thank you, everyone, for supporting Fun Employment Radio. Go to iTunes right now. Go to iTunes. Leave us a positive review. That would be great. And it uh, does spread the word of Fun Employment Radio, and that's awesome that we're trending on it on, on the podcast app. I think we're trending, trending in like society and culture or something. But, uh, yeah, please do that. That would be really great if you could. We would really, really appreciate that. Appreciate and we just appreciate it. all of you listening and tuning in and supporting us. We really do. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you. Stop. Uh, thank you. You sound like the Tootsie Pop. Commercial. Mm, thank you. No, is that what it is? No. Oh, God. That was just Not yet. Wrong. Dance for me, child. All right. We'll be back <laughs> what is happening? tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.